What's up, brah? <laughs> Welcome to Digital Digital Get Down. This is episode seven. This is Bennett, and I'm joined by Heather as usual. But we also have a special guest. Say hello, Jen. Hello. <laughs> we have our special Australian guest today. Very special. Should we start with just our normal intro? Well, I was going to start by saying that you just tried on a sweatshirt and it smelled like poop, so I don't know well, what I to do with that. I don't want that in the podcast. It's just wet still. Our apartment never See, it's the penis. <laughs> I'm dropping hints as to what our subject material is for today. Let's do the normal intro first. Go ahead. Talk about so wine. So we are drinking a Moscato, a Banrock Station Moscato from, shit, I didn't read this ahead of time, <laughs> South Australia. Okay. Pretty good. There's no lemongrass or grassy lemon in it, though. No, um, but we are pairing it. It says passion fruit and pineapple and tropical fruits. Well, then it goes perfectly with the Skittles. We are pairing it with Skittles today. That's, Skittles. that's where we're at tonight. Um, so just a couple things about what we've been doing yeah, this lead, week. Lead us off. It's time well, to get down. <laughs> down under. You're supposed yeah, to make the pun. Right. Um, you have been very into, Ben this week has been very into movie production and behind the yes, scenes things. Yes, I've been watching a lot of B-roll as, oh, the, as the kids say. Especially with Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, have, have you seen yes. the Beauty and the Beast one? It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. For sure. With the Beast's motion capture suit and yeah. just the fact that the other actors, especially Emma, were able to keep straight faces while mm. interacting with him. He looks exactly like one of those childhood dolls with the plastic head <laughs> and the stuffed body and the plastic head yeah. and feet. <laughs> Terrible surprise when you take off the clothes. Yes. And then Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. is even worse. I, I pulled think. that one up yeah. today and it reinforced what I said. Was it last week? Yeah. About how, how they like just skimped out on all of the set design and stuff. All the makeup and costumes were real based on the stuff we watched today. Yeah. So yeah. that was all legit. But... The entire rest of the movie seemed like it was shot indoors in a green screen or blue screen set. And they actually had Vin Diesel going, I am Groot. I am Groot. (laughs) (laughs) Over and over. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, like, there's not a lot he can do with that anyway. (laughs) I know. But we, like, really, he had to come back in. They couldn't just recycle from, they had to pay him a salary again. I think they should just, they should have got any person to do it, like a PA or something, and then just put (laughs) his voice credit. (laughs) Like, who's going to know? know? Who's going to know? Nobody would know. No one's going to know. Um, I also forgot to mention last week that I entered a Harry Potter trivia night. That's not true. just myself, with work people. Well, I tried to come and you rejected me. I was told we only had eight spots at the table. I wasn't organized. Jen's a good Harry Potter fan. You didn't even invite her. I wasn't allowed to. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's see. Let me see okay. where your priorities are. Okay. So my team did win. Okay. Of course. I think we cheated a little bit because <laughs> one of the girls used to work at the studio store in London. Oh, right. Okay. So, I mean... There's an advantage. Yeah, there's a yeah. bit of an advantage. So we want a lot of cool stuff, though. I got that I cool. That. Yeah, I was see? Gonna ask. I got a cool Quidditch World Cup sign. It's like a vintage-looking poster. Mm. And then there was, like, board games and pint glasses and um, little figurines. It was really cool. Mm. Um, and in related Harry Potter news. Yeah. I read my very first Harry Draco fan fiction this oh, week. Oh, God. Okay. What was it rated? Um, it's never it's never a good writing. It's, no, it wasn't that dirty actually. It was like a heist um a heist story basically. Because he stole place. his heart. So where are they 
they get like where are they going with this now? How many years has it been since okay. they published? So these book? ones were like post war ones. So it's like Harry being like a moody like twenty seven year old, twenty four year old. Anyways, it was actually very good. It was recommended to me, but I still don't think I really like that pairing very much. But the story was very good. Well, it's very. But it's taken me this long in the in the fandom to like even yeah. read one story of them. It's very anti-canon. Like J.K. is always like, no Snape, no Draco. Like, and I was six. I was such a canon person when I was like yeah. first in the fandom. Like I would not even like entertain the thought of a non-canon shit. People that talk to me about Harry Hermione, I still am like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to talk <laughs> well, to you. Well, it's not how it was written. It's Which I guess is written. the point of fan fiction, of course. You right. write it, but and still. in my more recent fan things, I'm like happy to read about random pairings that weren't really there I guess but with Harry Potter I was always very like strict to the canon in, yeah. in case you couldn't tell uh Heather and Jen first met on a Harry Potter message board but yes. that was probably yes. obvious by now <laughs> that's why you're not so scandalized I didn't invite you to trivia <laughs> well me and Race are potentially listening so yeah Hi, Risa. <laughs> we don't reference people. Every Sorry. week so far, I have referenced someone. <laughs> One of these weeks, we'll get it. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a fact. Jen and I did meet on a Harry Potter Facebook group. Years ago. When was it? Oh, man. Um, 2007? Yeah. I would have been 2010-ish. Well, was that know. late? Yeah, yeah, I was a late comer. I stalked you guys for ages. See, I, I try to think of clever conversations. Yes, I used to do the in. same thing. I'm pretty sure I was a like stalker for a while. I don't yeah. remember when I actually started messaging, but it was probably like 2008 for me. Yeah, so yeah. a little bit earlier. Anyway, well, this is gripping audio. <laughs> <laughs> well, she Jen is from so Western Australia. Home. Yes, from yeah. Perth. Moved to Melbourne <laughs> around the same time that we moved to Melbourne. Yeah. And we were both like, we have no friends. We should hang out and see if we're not super awkward in real life. Uh-huh. And we're both awkward, but we are friends. So yeah, it's fine. it worked out in the end. It's a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> so, the reason Jen is here this week is we have been forcing our American culture on her. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least clarifying points, because as an Australian, you kind of brought up 95% American TV and movies anyway, but... But no context no to some context. of them. No context, right. And the wrong years. Yeah. Like, you get them a lot later. Yeah. So, the subject of this uh, cultural exchange bout was Disney Channel original movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classic Disney Channel movies. Made for TV. That Jen had no idea about no. at all. And they're so made for TV, they edited to <laughs> include the commercial break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the first one we watched was actually in a square, like standard definition. Yeah, they all were, yeah. They all were. Yeah. I just blocked it out after a yeah, while. Yeah, no, these yeah. are not in HD anywhere. <laughs> it's the magic of film. You stop noticing after a while. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so we had a very hard time narrowing it down mm. to just three films. Yep. My vote got vetoed. What were some of the ones we kicked out? Yeah. Um, you won an Alicat Strike. Yeah. But we've watched that recently. Especially if you're a fan of... Is that to do with this... 10-pin bowling? Yes! Oh my god, the clay's in the title. It. <laughs> but uh, Kaylee Cuoco. If you want True. really early Kaylee Cuoco, you go to that. Yes. Um, my favorite is Genius. Yeah. Which I swear used to be called like Key to Your Heart or something really cheesy. No, that's, the, that's the big emotional song near the end. Key to your heart. Okay, but in my like alternate... Like oh, in your Berenstein Bears. In my Berenstein yeah. Bears, it was called Key to Your Heart. Okay. I remember like looking it up and not being able to remember what it was called, and I was like, oh, no wonder I didn't remember it. It's called Key to Your Heart. It's, yeah. it's actually called Genius in yeah. this timeline, apparently. But that one, I don't think anyone really likes that one aside from me. That has no. young Emmy Rossum in it, though. Sure. 
she was the love, the female love interest in that one. Yeah. We also brought up uh, 13th Year. Yes. Boy Turns Into Mermaid. Mermaid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> See? It's <laughs> part two. Don't yeah. worry, Jen. We can have a part two. There's... We, we cut out Smart House because we watched that a few months ago. <sighs> that did not hold up. No. They recently had the 100th Disney yeah, Channel original It was like movie. a special event and they were all available online for like a month or They're something. They're not free anymore if no. anyone's wondering. No, we paid six dollars for each of the three movies we watched today. Could have so paid three dollars and you wanted to come over them. and watch them. We Bargain. own them forever. Good investment. Yeah. So, how are we going to start this? So I think we'll go by in the order that we watched them. Okay. And I'm first going to put Jen on the spot to give us a brief plot introduction <laughs> to each film. Okay, that means I have to remember what the first one was called. First one was Brink. Remind us yeah. with the central central struggle of Brink. So the central struggle of Brink was that you have a perky young Californian chap <laughs> <laughs> with floppy head IT um, <clears throat> has this band of friends and they do inline skating. <laughs> aggressive, aggressive inline skating. Right. Not the passive kind. <laughs> Um, and they clash with the, uh... <laughs> X-Blades. X-Blades. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's it. The, uh, smooth face rebels. <laughs> um, but it's, it's very thrilling and... Tell us about the family drama, Jen. What's the family <laughs> oh, drama? I to mention the family drama. There's lots of family drama. Um, as per 90s usual, there's a working mother and... <laughs> And the father is, um, you know, he's supportive. He doesn't quite understand his son. Uh, and there's, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, they were having money troubles. Mm. So, uh, Thingy, what's his name? <laughs> Andy Brink. Right. He yeah. sells out. Yeah, he sells out, um, <clears throat> much to his friend's dismay. Mm. And there's all that kind of clashing going on where his friends are like, oh, my God, you're such a sellout. And then the guy... The bad guy, what's his name? Val. 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 <laughs> Doing well. Val, you know, they have this weird kind of tension. It's great for the plot. Um, <laughs> you know, I've actually had people tell me before I should be a movie critic. And yeah. I just want them to know right now what's happening. <laughs> okay, yeah, can we? I'll, we'll leave it there because I'm just. <laughs> can we take a time? And I, need a, I need a laugh break. <laughs> no, we're going to leave this in. Okay. Okay, okay, Heather, now dig in. You you noticed a different subtext as we were watching this as adults. Maybe it has to do with the whole Harry Draco thing from this week. Yeah. But there was a lot of homoerotic subtext in this movie. <laughs> yep. Like Val, the smooth-faced villain. <laughs> he, every time he wanted to talk to Brink, he like got up in his face and stared at his lips a lot. It was very like pigtail-pulling. There was lots of stroking of chest. <laughs> lots of stroking. And he had the best threat. Of the the movie, which was Brink. If you what, he, what was even the original threat? If you don't shape up, it's gonna be open season on your butt. And we heard anything gayer than that. No, like a couple of I don't know if you guys picked it up, but a couple of minutes before that, he mentioned pounding him. <laughs> like that was the lead up. And there that. was no romantic plot at Not, all in that movie. No. Not even, like, the other two movies had, like, a B-plot that was a romance. the only girl in it who wasn't related to Brink yeah. was a sassy feminist. And yeah. yeah. Have a Very nice. I bet the gay scenes were in there and they got cut I feel like in some post-production. Of it was cut. Well, 
Their yeah. whole like rivalry thing was yeah. very. There was a lot of sexual tension there, or yeah. whatever the, con- oh. the equivalent is for a thirteen-year-old. So I did a lot of research as we were watching this. Can I give you some updates on where our <laughs> yes, characters please. are at? Yes, please. So I mentioned this uh, while we were watching, but Brink, um, the actor, was the voice of Sid in Toy Story. You were trying to remind me who That's Sid is. That's the evil kid that lives next door that like ruins his toys. In the first Toy Story, Buzz okay. gets taken, yeah, and then Woody has to go rescue him before Sid like takes his hat off and shoots him on a rocket. Okay. All right. Uh, I know. I tried watching Toy Story once when I was at seven and fell asleep halfway through it. Oh, wow. Never tried ever again. I think wow. the movie I cried the hardest at in my entire life was Toy Story 3. Over it. Well, I hated, I hate sad movies when I was a yeah. kid. I avoid them. Pocahontas, I was like, no, this is shit. All right, I have some, some good updates. Okay, so go Val, Val, uh, in his on. credits, <laughs> he was in the Christina Aguilera video for What a Girl Wants. Oh my gosh. Was he like one of the main people or a background Unclear. dancer? Some sort of genie we'll probably. We'll have to rewatch that. Uh, other than that, he didn't have very many film credit credits since Brink. Despite but he his... does have a 2017 film coming out. <coughs> it's called In God's Time. And he is cast as Jesus. <laughs> Has he been growing his hair since 1999? <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Oh, uh, okay. So those beautiful soft lips of his. <laughs> <laughs> Two other ones. So Boomer was the token black person yes. on the X-Blades yeah. who gets her. And, and then gets replaced by another black kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was... <laughs> I'll let you guess. Which Power Ranger do you think he was? Oh, the black Power yeah, Ranger. Yeah, he was the black Power Ranger for a number of years. Now... Jordy was the fan favorite on our rewatch yes, here. Jordy was the best. So uh, slightly chubby friends. Not much to say in his film credits. Uh, here are the three roles that he's had since Brink. Uh, band member number one, he was billed as. He was also billed as other student. <laughs> and in the, uh, the movie Accepted, which was actually a little bit funny, he was a generic frat guy. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. So he's really come up in the world. Yeah. I bet he kept the same haircut though for all those. Probably. So you have much more to say on Brink because I have a game changer still to bring up. Oh, okay. I was gonna bring up some actual things, but do you wanna do you want yours to be the punchline or do you want me to bring up my actual? No, I'm just commentary? gonna bring this up now. Uh, it is based on a novel written in the 1850s. Get what? out. Called Hans Brinker and the Silver Skates. Fuck off! Are we allowed to swear? Yes. <laughs> and the novel <laughs> takes place in ne- in the Netherlands and is the introduction to Americans for the sport of speed skating. Hans Brinker. Well, I'm that's in, like now I, I'm enjoying that more. I like the historical yeah. connection there. That's and great. Hans' father is sick and cannot work in the book. <gasps> so many parallels. Lots guys. of connections. So they just took that story and just give it the '90s twist. Yeah. I was going to just comment more on the they 90s. They did it with Clueless. Yeah, tell us what was 90s about this. Well, Jen and I have made a list of what makes something a 90s movie because yep. there was a lot of cliches. We could also turn it into a drinking game, guys. <laughs> we pretty much did that with yeah. the other movies. Um, first of all, annoying little siblings, yep. for sure. <clears throat> like the 90s feminism, like the working mom and the sassy friend, as you mentioned. Yeah. Yep. Token people of color, yep. for sure. There was yep. like the token black kid. No more than two. No more than two. And if one black kid leaves, you have to replace him with another black kid <laughs> right. to keep the ratios right. the quotas, yeah. Um, sticking it to the man, for sure. Sticking it to like the man anti-corporation. Yep. Um, the freeze frame ending. Yeah. Gotta yeah. have the freeze frame ending. Um, as you mentioned, odd scabbies throughout the movie. <laughs> Look, I, it's just something I picked up. I f- see, when I think 90s movie, I think Clueless. 
Yeah. yeah. Because I think everyone's probably seen that. Mm-hmm. And that's just scar beats galore. Yes. So. <laughs> and then it's just in my head. lots of like lack of adult supervision or just mm-hmm. like parental clashes mm. and parents trying to use slang of whatever era. Right. It's in. My parents would never have let me disappear for hours after school at a I mean, I'm from Perth, so a skateboarding <laughs> place would probably just be the site for most drug deals. <laughs> That's why you kept saying, where are the drug deals? Yeah. <laughs> Where's the explicit graffiti? And lots of Tour de France comparisons. <laughs> I thought Brink would, would really resonate with Jen because she's a big Tour de France fan. That's her yes. one sporting uh, vice, is right. the Tour de France. <laughs> Literally the only one. And there's a bit in the movie, and it's the climax, and... I'm not allowed to give away plot. Uh, I think it's like 25 years too late. Yeah, the embargo's been lifted. Spoiler alert! Um, So the the climax of the plot is when, uh, oh no, it happens all the way through. So Brink is such a nice guy that every time he races somebody, which is absolutely (laughs) too written, that's his only way to resolve conflict. (laughs) In both movies, and one of the later movies as well. I bet. Um... Yeah, there's always a bit where someone hurts themselves because, you know, it's a dangerous contest. Aggressive! There's gravel on the, on right. the road. He always goes back to help the person who is his opponent, which is, as we know, from, I can't remember which year it was, it was a couple of years ago now, when uh, Alberto Contador and... Mm, we um, all know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I forgot oh. his name now. Yeah. <gasps> I always just call him Andy. Andy Schleck. Okay. Right? There was actually one of the big pe- peaks, mm-hmm. and then Andy Schleck came off his bike, and everyone bitched at Condor because he looked back, saw he was there, and just took the advantage. And... It's the fucking Tour de France, of yeah. course. He gunned it. Yeah. And he probably, I think he won that. Do you think in NASCAR too. the cars like turn around to go back to the crash <laughs> no, to like make sure they're okay? It's a competition. I mean, you're there to win. Yeah. Maybe I'm Val. Maybe. <sighs> we all have a little Val inside us. <laughs> Especially Frank. <laughs> okay, I think we should move on to film number two then. <laughs> All right, film number two was Xenon, Girl of the 21st century. century. Would okay. you like to give us a summary of this one as well, Jen? <clears throat> I think so. I think it's my favorite. Yeah. 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 Uh, Raven, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so it went up about 10 points. Um, Sassy black friend. Yeah. Uh, it's, it begins in a star station, space station, that is uh, orbiting way too far away from it. <laughs> way too far away. It's just plonked out in the middle of space. It's not orbiting anything. No. No. Um, <clears throat> and they are conducting various random um, ambiguous science experiments with it, <laughs> living out their lives, um, a la Star Trek, but never as good as Star Trek, just quietly. Um <laughs> And then uh, so the main character, Xenon, she's a bit of a rabble rouser. <laughs> she suspects that there is a conspiracy mm. where the owner of the space station is trying to shut it down. Stick it to the man. It, right, it's sticking it to the man. It's got everything. It's got sticking it to the man. It's got space stations. It's got the little blonde kid who plays Xenon. He's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so she gets sent back to Earth in disgrace because she messes with plans. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, and then foils everyone, and in the end they win. I don't think I ever want to see a movie again. I think I just want you to explain the plots to me in your accent. The trouble is, I give up halfway through. (laughs) You're like, and everyone loves that movie ever after. Like, I know how it ends, so, yeah. I am... struggled with this movie this time because I've re- realized that I am Aunt Judy. Yeah. I'm relating too much to the adults in these movies now. The spinster adults. What? Yeah. We're married? Are you going to leave me? <laughs> 
She had a nice house, though. Yeah. She had an epic house. Someone was making it seem like she it got late at the end. Let's not feel too bad for her. So like the like the commander of a space station. He was, he was basically Newman. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yep. He didn't meet a horrible end thanks to a dinosaur in this movie. <laughs> um. And the moral of this movie was very 90s kids as well. It was like, just listen to the goddamn kids and they're telling you something's oh wrong. Yeah. Could have been a 10-minute movie. The thing that drives me nuts with all these movies is either the kids could easily solve the problem, it's mm. usually bullying, by talking to the parents mm. and getting them to, I don't know, fucking expel the little shit. <laughs> you should, or arrest them. Like, it's yeah. terrible stuff they're doing. Or they are trying to present actual evidence they've collected, or at least, you know, you're supposed to trust your kids to some ex- extent. Yeah, and like. And the it, parents are like, oh no, Sandy, you're just a little kid, shut up. Yeah, like at first it's kind of like Xenon, you're being crazy, but then Xenon's like, is everything on the ship breaking down because I don't know how to fix it? And they're like, yeah. how does she know? It's like, right. maybe you should listen to her. Or if she is lying, then she's like, she needs to be, uh, she needs to see a psychologist. <laughs> no, like if the kid is that fixated on yeah. the fact that you're all gonna die yeah. imminently she has you actual just paranoia send her to go and you know live with the aunt on earth yeah for a little while hopefully in 2050 our mental health uh awareness is a little bit better oh you would think so you never know well most importantly we know that in 2050 all men will be wearing fanny pouches <laughs> that was the biggest takeaway from the fashion <laughs> the fashion sense. yeah so it's practical so why was it your favorite what about it appeal <sighs> um, to you I think mainly because the main character was a girl. Mm. Yeah. And usually in 90s movies when the main character is a girl, the other girls in the movie aren't just boring, like, prizes for the main male character to win, which yeah. is kind of what happens in the, in the third one that we watch. Still okay. She was definitely she was definitely not the prize. She no, was the, no. the right. winner or the protagonist herself. Yeah, and she was very sassy. She was. She mm. was, like... And smart, smart too. And, and smart, very yeah. brave and savvy. And yep, yep. Cool. Shouldn't take anyone's shit. It was good. I did dress up as her for Halloween once. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I'll have to find That's that photo. Awesome. I'll have to find that photo. <laughs> uh, Kirsten Storms has a good IMDb pick for all the fellas out there if you want to take a look. <laughs> it's been fellas. recently updated. Or ladies. Um, she was on Kim Possible, you were telling me this? I sort of remember that show. Voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like it's animated. Uh, right. Did you, oh. did you ever get Kim Possible year? Yeah, we did. I was a little old for it when it came out, but I... Um, yeah, I definitely watched She it. was it didn't the voice. Stop me. She was Kim. Yep. Yeah. Although I stopped watching it because the sidekick just mm. wanted to smack him. Ron he was so annoying. Yep. Yeah. Get rid of Ron Stoppable. Just Kim, please. Stupid <laughs> <laughs> little shitty mole rat. Get out. Yeah. It wasn't the best. And she's had a 12-year run on General Hospital now. So she has well, developed into a solid TV actor. She has sold out. Yeah. She's making money from it, which is good. So the last one is your favorite, Ben. Yeah. One of my favorites as well. Johnny Tsunami. Woo! Yep. No, yeah, okay. Yep, Johnny Tsunami <laughs> starts up in Hawaii. Beautiful house, by the way. <laughs> Seriously. Some house oh, envy from these movies. <laughs> so much house envy. Oh, and beach envy as well. Like, Australian beaches. Yeah. I thought Perth was known for its beaches. Yeah, but, Perth, WA. Yeah, okay. well, yeah, but it's just... I don't know. There's no palm trees. Or if there are palm trees, they were planted by mm. us because we want palm trees. It's very <laughs> contrived. And it's basically just sand dunes and dugites, which are a kind of deadly snake. And uh, <laughs> sand flies, which bite you. And sharks. But, you know, Hawaii probably has all those things as well. But in the movie, it looks so uh, much more idyllic. Do they have snakes in Hawaii? 
No idea. I'm I don't guessing. think they, have, they don't have crocodiles for sure. They don't have snakes. They probably don't have jellyfish. Once again, I'm basing all of my knowledge about America off previously watched American movies and television. <laughs> like I don't fish. remember it ever being mentioned. Well, like when we went to Darwin that time, the beach mm-hmm. was gorgeous and it was like, do not go near the beach because you will either get eaten by a crocodile right. or stung by a jellyfish and yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they look nice, if the beaches in Australia actually look nice, can't you go can't go there. Yeah. And then if they look nice and you can go there, it's fucking freezing, like Phil Island. Yes. Like, it's beautiful, and there's probably not as many snakes, but it's so cold. Don't come to Australia, is what we're going to say. Moral of the it's episode. so overrated. Okay, so tell us, where does Johnny end up if he's so happy in Hawaii? Right. Where's so the he, drama? Well, he continues to be happy in Hawaii, but his dad's a bit of a dick. <laughs> who doesn't take any interest in his son's interests, which is surfing, obviously, and his awesome grandfather. So you've got grandfather, yeah. and then you've got annoying dad, dick and dad, then yeah. you've got Johnny, and grandfather is also a surfer, legendary surfer. Johnny yeah. Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami, hence. He's got a medal to prove it. Yep, he's mm-hmm. got a medal to prove it, stays in the family. And then his dad is just a guy who spends all of his time indoors and spends the other part of his time bitching at his son. <laughs> <laughs> or bitching to his wife about his son. Right, he's yeah. got no other interests. Um, and then decides to move the entire family to Vermont, uh, which is cold, as mm. I know from being told this and movies also <laughs> um and and you know look I, I do like johnny the kid johnny because he, out of all three main protagonists he's probably he deals with conflict in the most mature way yeah doesn't lose his shit no. he doesn't storm out he doesn't he never gets hysterical like and his he, voice remains a normal pitch and he doesn't create the drama doesn't create no. the drama like bring created all the drama he brought oh that shit God. on himself I, over I and over and over so sick of his sad little bitch face yeah his little like <laughs> white boy like my life's so hard no one will understand me all he had to do was be honest with his friends from the beginning it would have been fine yeah i have to wash dogs <laughs> But yeah, Johnny was smart. Anytime he yeah. got into an argument, he would always just say, I have to go do my homework. Right. Like, no, but, like, that's a perfect uh, excuse rebuttal for any kid to say anything. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go do my homework. Or can't argue with that. Or like, hey, sorry, dude. Like, no worries. <laughs> but they like, did resolve a lot of things by racing once again. Yeah. They took oh, that yeah, play out of Frank, Frank's book. So there's a big action. cultural clash between, yep. do you remember the names of the two groups? Sky and Urchins. There you go. Which sounds like a fancy bar in Melbourne. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I was just going to say it sounds, <laughs> sounds super racist, is what it sounds. Also, yeah. Urchins, really, the public school kids yeah. are the urchins, yeah, or classist yeah. at least. Yeah. Hmm. So there's quite the race and class issues. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So you've got uh, Wealthy Sky Academy, mm-hmm. we've got all the rich kids in uniforms. Uniforms here are pretty normal, but I know in America they're not normal. We had a uh, class at the museum the other day that didn't have uniforms and I was Holy like, shit. what's happening? What is <laughs> some kind of experimental some sort of Montessori <laughs> society? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize how used to it I'd gotten Ooh. at the museum because you see all the kids running around in their uniforms and you know what yeah. school they go to and then I was really startled and taken aback when this whole group came in with no uniforms. I was like, how do I know that they're students? How do I know what class they're in? There's no way of knowing. Yeah. And if they play up, you can't go and complain to their school about them like yeah. I did once with kids hmm. in the zoo. They were also less behaved than the other kids. Yeah. So I don't know if it wasn't experimental school or if there's something about being in the uniform that makes you behave i think there is whenever we had no uniform days we were all a little bit shittier yeah so maybe because they were going to like on, ex- on an excursion yeah, like on a field trip they didn't make them wear the uniform yep. but they were they were not very polite got what we're talking about <laughs> um versus, oh, urchins. Sky versus urchins. right so they wore a uniform 
rich kids, all the more white. Um, you've got, interestingly, the love interest is the chick who plays Xenon. Crossover. Except, yep, except in this one, she is super lame. So, <laughs> as I commented to Heather, we get to see the full range of this young actress's skills. Yeah. Um, Tina and General Hospital for 12 oh, seasons yeah, or more range. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, Johnny's like, nah, this is shit. And he gets a bit humi humiliated as well when he goes and tries to ski, um, yeah. because he can't. And, and Brett was a dick to him. Of course he was a dick. His name is Brett. Yeah. Brett's the bad guy. And then he kind of bumps into these other kids on the slopes who are, uh, snowboarders. Right. And they are called the urchins because they go to the public school in the district. Because they're poor. Right. Peasants. And they are a few people of color within that group. So that also makes a difference. Including in the, the famous Jed Jackson. Otherwise known as Lee Thompson Young. It's no yes. longer with us. Oh, uh, yeah. He was in another was. TV show, the famous Jed Jackson, about a Wasn't spy. Wasn't he, uh, yeah. Flash forward. Wasn't it Flash Forward that he was so. in? No, maybe Terrible TV show. Else. He's been in some TV shows. Yeah. But sadly, he committed suicide. No, I think he was in... Oh, no, I'm not going to try to remember. It was okay. too long. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, so that was... He's the best friend in this, anyway, and he teaches Johnny to snowboard, and I learned an interesting fact, which is that when you surf, you place your weight at the front of the board, mm. And then snowboarding, you place your weight at the back of the board. Oh, so yeah. if I ever try to attempt both, I'm set. <laughs> Either or both. No lessons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you to the US sometime, and we'll show off your figure skating skills that we've been yep. working on, and we'll bring you to the ski slopes. We'll I'll bring you dazzle everyone. <laughs> Probably not in the ski slopes, but maybe on the figure on ice skating, yeah. you'll be able to dazzle. Some Somehow people. they'll be dazzled, even if it's just by how amazing I <laughs> fall. By the third movie, though, Jen was on beat for every plot point coming up she knew he was gonna get pushed down the slopes she yeah. knew they were gonna fall off the cliff well to be honest if some dork was standing in front of me on a ski slope i would have pushed them as well so, so you relate to the brett the villain yeah <laughs> again you are a val <laughs> well, you're such a slither <laughs> slither there you go it's it just happens. a little voice in the back of your head that goes push so yeah i mean that wasn't just that wasn't anticipating that was just me <laughs> so what was your ranking um, of the movies we watched <clears throat> I think that Xenon was most entertaining because the whole space element, hmm. oh my god, and the vocabulary that we used. <laughs> See, it's it was almost like they were speaking Alpha different language. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I think I enjoyed that. And then Johnny. Okay. Which, to be fair, I think he's the best main character out of yes, the three. Yes, agreed. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then Brinklast. Okay. Yeah. I think we'll have to come back and watch Xenon 2 and Xenon 3 sometime then. I thought you were going to say Johnny Carpahala back on board. No, no one will ever have good. to see that again. No, I don't Just remember one, the sequels. Speaking the sequel, of that, only one IMDb update for this. The Johnny Tsunami actor was in the sequel, which was terrible. Mm. Well, he was going through a weird part of puberty during that sequel. The yeah. filming was rough. And his only recent film credit is a movie called Up on the Wolf Top. What? Is it about dogs? It's about dogs trying to get to the North Pole. Is it animated and he's a voice? No. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> that was the only dog. way that could be okay. <laughs> Up on the wolf. Wait, top. so he's a live action dog? Like, <laughs> no, I think he plays a human in the movie. <laughs> That's what I was asking. Actually, his, his role came up as accountant. Accountant? <laughs> he turned into his dad after all. <gasps> right. Oh my oh. god. Oh, oh, it's not right. That's disappointing. Maybe that's the dog's name? <laughs> the dog named Accountant? <laughs> 
That would be terrible. America, we need to stop making dog movies happen. They're all shit. <laughs> like, Except for Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. That oh, was fine. I, so you've never seen that, but okay. I bet it's Put not it good. on the list. Okay. Um, there's oh, quite a sad reveal at the end of the movie. Anyways, it's about two dogs. Shadow! Shh, don't ruin it. It's about two dogs and a cat, a very fluffy cat. Do and they eat the cat? <laughs> no! <laughs> morbid and cynical the family moves and the pets get left behind accidentally so the pets have to journey across america one of them dies do, do they though uh, they have to it's like oh did you guys ever get the animals of farthing wood <laughs> no what's the did second to last know? word farthing wood is oh, what you're like, like the currency i doesn't help at all I knew that was gonna be a no, but it's a British like cartoon uh, okay. thing, and it was on TV when I was a kid, and it was too tragic for children. <laughs> Every two weeks, and one of the animals would die. It was horrible. Rough. And it was because they had um, it was this community of animals, an ecosystem of animals that lived in a place called Farthing Wood. Um, like anything from birds to the fox was the main character. Okay. Like Winnie the Pooh kind of? Right. On the 100 acre wood? <clears throat> right. So you're like, this is off to a good start. Very yeah. beautifully drawn. I'm liking this. Then, oh no shit, sorry, deforestation. Farthing wood is uh, raised to the ground. And the <laughs> Is that animals... episode one? Yeah. <laughs> the whole plot is these animals trekking across the UK, I think, or maybe somewhere in Europe, trying to find somewhere else to settle. It's like the land before lost. Before, what is it? <laughs> land before time. time. That's the one, the dinosaur one. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's worse. But the you know the ending. Yeah. Right. And none of them die in it, apart from, I think, some of the parents. Don't they die? Yes. In a while. The, the mom, the brontosaurus mom dies. Right. So animals are farthing wood. You start off with, say, I don't know, 80 animals. I think by the end there's maybe 20 left. Plus extra <laughs> generations. They just <laughs> drop off along the way. Deforestation. It's, it's realistic. Harrowing. It was too real for myself. I would have been very scared of that as a child. I like couldn't even watch the end of Little Mermaid when Ursula becomes crazy. Oh, but no, it wasn't, it wasn't, this is why I hate sad things. It wasn't scary. It was just sad. Like Mufasa, sad. It was exactly Mufasa, Bambi's mum. It was, but every week it was fucking depressing. <laughs> so you just tune in to see which of your favorite animals would die. It was Game of Thrones for children. <laughs> yeah. Game of Thrones, but with fluffy woodland creatures. Yeah, absolutely. Although to be honest, I kind of avoided it. I only watched it when it like I, there was nothing else on. You know, it was yes. the only cartoon. Well, this leads very well. I was gonna, I was gonna ask in the, in the spirit of cultural exchange. Mm, yes. <laughs> right. So we have heard previous to you telling us about it. Someone at work was telling me as well about a strange TV show you used to have that had a lot of plots regarding right. dicks. True or false? True to an extent. A children's so, TV show. No. Okay. I will defend this to my last breath. <laughs> Around the twist. Round the twist is an Australian fucking institution. You need to get on it because it's amazing. If you like, if you start singing the theme tune in any student bar in, of our age group, everyone will chime in. That's what song. happens at work in the office. Right. Someone started singing. Everyone and, and I was. Ever felt like this? And <laughs> I was just like, in. "What? What am I missing?" I was looking around like, it, like I was like, I yeah. felt like I was the crazy person, even though y'all seemed like the crazy people. <laughs> that's because we are collectively, as a country, crazy people. <laughs> yeah, I was very confused, and that's exactly what happened. Someone in yeah. the office brought it up, started singing it. Like six people joined in, and I was just sitting there like an idiot. Yeah, and we will sing it to the end because it's the best theme tune ever. I would argue with that. We always end up singing the Arthur theme song. No, we always end know, up forgetting I, the Arthur theme song. And at like two in the morning. Yeah. And then trying to go, always 101 for the day. day. 
We can learn, learn to work and play and get along with each other. Yeah. Listen to the home. Listen to the home. Listen to the home. Listen to the home. Anyways. Yeah. All right. So get to the dicks. Right. So. Around the twist appeals to that kind of morbid curiosity children have, like the gross, the terrifying, sure. that people like to ignore. Um, a bit like, you know, like Rocco's Modern Life, Nickelodeon yeah. stuff. So it's I was kind not of, really allowed to watch Rocco's Modern Life. Really? I was definitely not allowed to watch Ryan and Stimpy. We were allowed to watch yep. Rocco's Modern Life as long as my mom didn't see us watching it. <laughs> Rocco's Mo- I love the Wallaby's accent in Rocco's Modern Life. There was Wallaby? Yeah, yeah, the main character. Wasn't kind of- Rocco a Wallaby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't like a bunny or a kangaroo. He was a wallaby. He was a wallaby, and he had in the oh, I've got got to do it now. He had an Australian accent, and he like this. Yeah, it was really shocking. Yeah, that is exactly what his accent sounded like. Didn't know until as an adult, at an adult, that he was meant to be a wallaby with an Australian accent. (laughs) That show shit is not Australian. (laughs) That's an American approximation. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's amazing. But yeah, a bit like that. And so it's about this family. So uh, a dad and the the mum has passed away. So single parenting. There you go. Represent. (laughs) A dad who's a bit of a, a loon, so he's an artist, um, has amazing flyaway hair. Wait, are they like people though? Yeah, they're people. Okay. It's, they're it's not live animals. action. Okay. No, no. So it's, it's the, live action. It's the, it's live action. It's not animated. No, it's not animated. <laughs> I was picturing animated dicks this whole time. It was uh, real. Flesh dicks. Disclaimer, you never see a penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Guys, it's okay. This is still for children. So you've got Dad, uh, and they are the Twists. So their last name is Twist. And it's actually based on uh, a Paul Jennings. Uh, so Paul Jennings is an Australian kids author, and he wrote the first series, and okay. then other people followed. So... Um, there's the dad twist, and there's uh, Pete twist, who's the older brother. He's a bit of a rock star. In the first season, uh, he he's, he fancies himself as a bit of a musician. He's a bit too cool for school. He's the one who's trying to pursue the hot girl in school. He's a bit of no. an idiot, right? Then you've got Linda, who is the epitome of 90s feminism. She does, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, she either does judo or karate, I can't okay, remember. So that. she's all like, I'll punch your lights out if you don't respect <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, she actually walks into school a few times wearing her, no, she does karate, wearing her robe with the belt. She's a black belt. It's amazing. Hmm. Um, and then you've got Bronson Twist, who is this weird little kid who likes bad smells he gets and they all three of them get picked on by um the mayor's son whose name is dribble that's right <laughs> dribble <laughs> the mayor named his son dribble no no the last name is dribble <laughs> oh. james i can't remember now what his first name is but he's dribs and he has his own like his two cronies right so they that's the kind of dynamic. And the whole point of the show is that every episode, something a little bit weird and supernatural happens. So, for instance, um, okay, I'm trying to think of one. The the one that everyone mentions, the dick one. <laughs> I thought there were two dick ones. There's a few dick ones, to be honest, dear. Like, uh, the main dick one is when there's this uh, – It's it's uh, and they live in a lighthouse as well. Yeah. So they live in a lighthouse, um, seaside town. Somewhere probably off uh, in New, uh, New South Wales or Victoria, can't remember. And um, so there's this swimming competition out in the bay, and of course Pete Twist and Dribs they want to they're competing, they're vying against each other, the whole bullshit, rah rah rah. And then uh, at the same time, Bronson is just kind of walking around. He walks into the local aquarium and he sees these two fish in an aquarium. And he goes to the uh, the lady who works there. He's like, "Oh my god, what are they?" And she's like, "Oh, they're the." <laughs> That's right. They're the whirling dervish. They're the last two on the planet. They're my last breeding pair, and they look crazy. Like they're the best kind of computer CGI you can think of. It's amazing. 
Um, and she's like, no, you have to be very careful with them. And so in the meantime, Dribs and his two buddies come up to intimidate Bronson to try to get Pete to stop competing. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> okay. So they pick Bronson up and like, tell Twist, your brother, to, you know, fuck off, essentially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they upend him into the aquarium. Oh. Bronson swallows one of the whirling dirt fish <laughs> and it goes down inside him because anatomically this is what happens. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> so he finds out. Next morning, he wakes up and there's a hole in his undies. And he's like, oh, gee, yeah, okay, what's that? And his, uh, I think his dad is like, oh, come on, Bronson. And, of course, the joke there is, like, stop ma- masturbating so much. I think, I think that's what they're implying. <laughs> Find a hole in someone's underpants. Anyway, so they're like, you know, whatever, Bronson. And he, he finds out it's because the whirling dirtfish has swum inside his penis mm. and because it's a whirling dirtfish, the way that they move <laughs> is in this kind of gyroscopic way. So his willy kind of spins around. And then he wins a swimming yes. contest. And, is that the answer? And acts as a propeller while he's in <laughs> the water. <laughs> so he's fucking slaying the competition in this it's swimming harbour But thing. they don't have an underwater camera, I hope, that they're... No, 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 no. Okay. So, okay. I haven't picked this as animated this whole time. I'm really disturbed that it's live action. I have to show you guys. It's we'll great. have to watch it afterwards. Um, so, so I think all you see is kind of like a whirring disc. If you ever, like, you know, it's never high death, but you see come kind of something blurring there when it's working. Kind of like a fidget spinner that the right. kids are playing with. There you go. It's the fidget spinner. Just don't play with them near your genitals. Right. Um, yeah, so he's, and meanwhile, Linda, definitely Linda, the one sister, she's also very, uh, she's a bit of an environmental warrior. She's teamed up with the aquarium uh, lady to get the fish back. She's like, spit out the fish, you know, it's the last mating pair. Her, <laughs> <laughs> her mate's going to die if they're standing on the shoreline while they're swimming the competition. Of course. He's going to die if he doesn't have his mate. And then Pete slash Bronson is faced this moral dilemma. <laughs> Ends up spitting out the fish and then it like run a swims off. He's able to get it all the way out of his mouth? I don't know the science, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one who's usually saying don't ruin the magic. No, now you're saying you're where's right. the science? You're right. Look, that's just it. a sample. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other slightly dick ones. <laughs> can you can you see why we don't like watching Australian TV? <laughs> this is what I grew up on. I know. And we grew up on Xenon and Johnny Tsunami. There's a definite cultural difference. <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, okay, there's another one where um, I think definitely Pete, the oldest brother, gets impregnated by a tree spirit. <laughs> what? <laughs> a tree spirit. Like, a, you know, dryad. Like a nymph or whatever, a yeah. dryad. So, and he does it by, because he pisses up against a tree and she's like, she appears and she's like, oh, you know, and she's really beautiful as well. So at first he's like, oh my God, this is cool. And she's like, oh, thank you for watering my tree. And he's like, oh yeah, no worries, darling. Like, sure. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Whenever a boy wees up against a dryad's tree, he becomes pregnant with her baby, her dryad baby. <laughs> and the end of the episode, he gives birth. Like, it's the rest of the episode is basically him being a, a teen pregnancy. It's <laughs> cool. And, like, having that's how they dealt with that. Um, and at the end of the episode, he gives birth through his mouth. <laughs> wow. So there seems to be a lot of reproductive with... system being connected to the mouth. Yeah, and they did not have yeah. a biology uh, expert on staff. No, complete with green afterbirth. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it gets gross. That would never pass for American TV. That would, they would not be allowed to air it. I am truly saddened. 
So to finish it off, we usually talk about if there's anything upcoming that we're excited about. Is there anything upcoming you're excited about? Movies, TV shows, books? Um, Are you going to go see Wonder Woman with us? Oh. Oh, I'm really excited about it. That was not a good face, Jen. No, you know what I'm really excited about? Kingsman 2. I haven't even watched the first one yet. I didn't need to. It's so good. Okay. I'll watch the first one and then I'll go. Also... No, I can't. No, no, you know what? Fuck it. There are spoilers. I'm so pleased that Colin Firth is coming back for the next one. He dies at the end of the first one. <laughs> I've never seen it, Jen. He doesn't. He doesn't. Because oh. you know now, okay. in the next movie, okay. he's on the poster. He's alive. He's not a ghost. He's not a ghost. Okay. It's, it's literally the whole, uh, you know how Agent something in the, one of the Marvel movies gets killed. And yes. in the TV series, he's alive again. Yeah. It's that kind of fuckery. And you're just like, really, guys? Yeah. Fine. I'm not sad. I'm okay. glad he's in it again. Okay, I will watch that movie, I promise. It's good. It's really good. So I'm excited for that. I saw, yeah, no, every time I see the Wonder Woman uh, shorts, I just get more and more disappointed because I want it to be good. We'll, we're going to go see it and we'll let you know if it's worth seeing or not. And my expectations are pretty high. I keep seeing things that are making me excited about it. So now mm. I'm worried my expectations are too high for like a DC movie. Okay, but... here are my predictions on the table. Prediction number one. And I'll place $50 on it. It's going to go half an hour too long. Okay. Yep, because it's a DC movie. Probably It'll, true. No. And I'm not even saying this as a Marvel fan. I generally don't even like any superhero movies. I'll watch them and enjoy them, but I'm not a, I will not defend them to the death. You two are. Right? Preach. Yep. Um, second prediction, Chris Pine is just going to look weirder and weirder as the movie goes on. Like he's, he's Heather gets aroused by him. <laughs> you so keep you're saying all... that word. Like I, I think he's, he's pretty. He's kind of hot. He also looks like he's been smacked face first into a wall a few times. So, there's that. And I just, I don't know, I think that it's going to try too hard to be girl power feminism and completely be the opposite. Okay. Because of how hard it's trying. So Yeah. Well, we'll let you know. It's going to get a few things. But I already watched pre-B-roll footage of Wonder Woman. So, at least they filmed outside, unlike Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, on a real beach and with real horses and stuff. All right. We'll we usually you know end by singing in sync, but I think we should change it up and sing a different song this week. Good, because I don't know any in sync. You want me to start you don't off? Know any in sync? You don't know Bye Bye Bye? No. I'm sure, I heard bye, it. Bye. No. No, I with the dance. No, I would have heard it when I was a kid, but no. I like. Oh my god! You know what? I already watched. I pissed my brother off from the next room. It's like the anniversary of um, the Hanson song. Oh god! Yeah. End with that. No, yeah. we have to sing off Start Us Off. Why do you keep thinking I want to sing? Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> I don't know it. Make my heart go boom, boom, my supernova girl. Zoom, zoom, zoom. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye.